right, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Groove Live. Show. Yeah. On the ones and twos. You know what I'm saying? I got the big homie, you know what I'm saying? Craig Scott back on the show. So what's yes, going on, sir. Scott? Man, bro, thank you so much for having me, man. It's all, always a pleasure, a privilege. And I, you know, thank you so much. And when, you know, when I blow up, believe me, bro, I'm going to remember all this. <laughs> <laughs> blow up, he shall. You know what I'm saying? He yeah, You know, can a nigga do Shakespeare? He got it on the t-shirt. You know what I'm Hell saying? Hell yeah, that's right, yep. Yeah. <laughs> T-A-N-D-S. Follow me on IG. Yeah. <laughs> you follow him on IG. You know what I'm saying? His name is Craig Scott. And you can see he got it right there. That's where you go follow him at. C-A-N-S <laughs> underscores all in between. You yes, know, sir. Yes, sir. Shakespeare. So we want to know, what's going on? Can Man, he do Shakespeare? <laughs> can he Listen, actually bro. do it? Are we getting it done over there? Let us know the progress of um your film and what can we expect once you drop it? Well, um, as... uh. From like 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 I said, the last time we're you know we're in the editing uh, phase. So in editing, you'll go through and you'll you know you'll come up with your you know your first couple of drafts. Then after that, then you'll pick up some other things that you may want to add, things you have to take out. So we are on our literally this is the fourth draft <laughs> that we uh, you know have are putting together. So we're trying to make sure that it is the best you know uh, sequences, the best. Uh, uh, soundtracks and music that we you know that that we have so um so we had to do some resh uh, reshoots in the process so when it gets down to it like as far as filmmaking it's the editing process or what they call post production that's 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 the hardest part <laughs> the shooting is the easy, is really the easy part it's the, it's the post production with the editing and and working all that out so once we get that final draft locked in and we're going to work the credits to get, you know, work the credits in. And once that's done, then we're going to, you know, we're going to start campaigning and putting this thing out there. Going to start campaigning and putting this thing out there. So I yeah. got a trailer. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to give yeah. a spoiler alert, but when I can tell y'all, <laughs> when Craig gets into character, he definitely is yeah. a different person. You know what I'm saying? He definitely oh. is an actor. And <laughs> I was I was amazed by that. You know what I'm saying? So mm. a nigga really can't do Shakespeare. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, no, no, a nigga can't. A black man can't. Ah, see, that's the answer oh, to the question. See, I yeah. like it. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> that brings me to a topic where it's just like, what should we do about this N-word? You know what I'm mm, saying? Like, should, should we as black people stop calling each other that? Well, or, I think, I think, I think that the most important thing is that we gotta stop thinking that the two terms are synonymous. Black man, black people, and nigga mean the same thing, right? Now, honestly, I don't have any problem with the distinction because there are some niggas in the world, right? So the word fits. But those of us who don't fit that terminology, we shouldn't identify with it. You, you follow? And that's the point of the film. That's, that, that's what I'm trying to do. In the, in, in the film, you're going to see Basically, you're going to see me uh, 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 portray the nigger, and you're going to see me portray the black man, and you're going to see them get into a, uh, a fight, <laughs> and we got to see who's going to win that battle. And basically, that represents the internal battle that we as black people have to have with regard to this character or these characteristics that we refer to as nigger. And that's what the film is demonstrating. And is using the uh, um, the uh, performances of Shakespeare because Shakespeare is considered an intellectual thing, and we don't associate high intellect with black people. You understand? Because we identify black people as niggers, so that's my whole thing is that no, we're not niggers. So as black people, we are capable of performing this elevated text, and this is what the film is going to is you know is going to show you. And basically that's that. And, 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 you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to prove it. <laughs> you understand? I'm going to have to prove that a black man can do that. And that's what the film is, is primarily. This is a film about acting. You know what I'm saying? This is not, this is not the shoot, shoot em up, bang, bang film. This ain't the, the hood gangster film. It, it, it's just not that. 
this film here is for people who want to see a, a, a whole different image, you know, coming from us. And I want to be able to provide that, even though I'm from the ghetto, I'm from the prison, I, I did the crimes, I did all of that nigger stuff. But I'm showing you that, no, I, there's, there's, I, you know, I, we can elevate and transcend, you know, beyond all of that. So that's, 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 that's what it's, you know, that's basically what it's about. That's beautiful because um, yeah. a lot of the times I feel like a lot of black people really don't think they can elevate out of that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I don't know if this if it's the Jim Crow and uh, the colonialism that's just Peace. so entrenched into their Peace. mind. Exactly. And that they can't see their way out of that, seeing that they can actually grow beyond that. Because exactly. I think it's really important that you make that distinction because sometimes. I have um, internal battles with myself because I'm like, I don't know if I, if I want to continue using that word. Like I don't use mm -hmm. the word often. No. I do when I'm around black people, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> it flips out. Well, I'm going to tell, tell you honestly, and, and, and this is why, this is, this is the argument that I always make to brothers and sisters who try to say, oh man, you know, NGGA, that's different. I said, listen, at the end of the day, 85% of the time, when I'm using the word nigga to refer to black folk, it's negative. I, you know, that, that's just, and if most people listen to themselves, that's when they use it. You follow? In other words, you, it, rarely are you going to hear a person making reference to a black professor or a black chemist and say, oh, that nigga's good at chemistry or that nigga's good. That's not what we say. You follow what I'm saying? They say, well, that black man or black woman was a, a, a mathematician. That black man or black woman was the astronaut. That's how we talk when we are referring man. to what's, you understand? Yeah, or just man, you know what I'm saying? Just exactly. That man, that, you know exactly, exactly. You know, because but when we talking about the dudes on the corner and, you know, BSing, that's when we say, man, look at them niggas. <laughs> that's how we talk. So we, in our own language, are showing that that's, an, it's a negative word. You know what I'm saying? It's an, it's negative words, a negative connotation, and we've got you know we got to challenge it. We got you know we got to deal with it, and that's you know that's that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, we do have to challenge it. We have to deal with it, and we have to change the narrative behind it because I think it comes from the Egyptian word uh, niggas, which means kings. <laughs> well, you know, listen, I you know I heard chaos one trying to make that. <laughs> so, so, you know, listen, man, at the end of the day, <laughs> the rednecks out on the plantation, they were not thinking about Niger. They were not thinking about the Nile. They were not thinking about Ethiopia. They were not thinking about any of those things when they were using and they invented that word. Let's let let's stop. We didn't invent that word. You understand? The kings of, of, of Ethiopia, they didn't invent. The, 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 the chiefs in West Africa and all the different West African, they didn't invent that word. That's White racist Americans invented that word for the derogatory, dehumanizing, demeaning purpose and definition that it is. We can't go back and now do a revision. Oh, well, you know what? It could have, could have. <laughs> nah, bro, nah, nah. And chaos is my... I'm gonna have to check them on that. I said, come on, bro, you you stretching. Stop trying to get around the root of a thing. See, you don't you don't plant an orange seed and grow apples, right? So at the root of the terminology was the intention to dehumanize an entire group of people. That's the root. So guess what's gonna grow? The same thing. You follow? I mean, just check out us the brothers and sisters who identify with that and you know check out how they carry themselves it's it's, it's not the most elevated you know what i mean a uh, 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 a persona that they come up with because they understand on even on a subconscious level that listen this is what the root of the terminology was for this is the purpose of it, to be dehumanized so we get, we have to address that and we got to say that and stand on it percent. there's no circumventing that you know no. I never looked up the history of the word. So that's well, that, I, listen, I just gave you the history. The history is white Americans brought us over here and came up with a derogatory, dehumanizing term, hmm. slang, 
curse word to refer to it. That's the history. The history starts there, ends there, and, and, it, it, and it's, it's not, it, it, there's nothing deeper than that. You follow? It's just, it, 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 it just is. You follow? Yeah, it just isn't. So it, there's no way around it. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely not something that we need to perpetuate, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like what you said. You, you never really use it in... Um, I'm, it's it's always it's always has a negative connotation to it. Exactly. Even when you exactly. use friends, you you say that stuff when you you're trying to say, "Man, you silly." Exactly. <laughs> like, like, chill out. Exactly. Like, man, exactly. Like, shut up. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it, it has to be a narrative change. I I myself, you know, I stopped using it as much because. Like I would use it very freely. Like I would use it right. interchangeably for the word man. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm uh, right. a man of any race. Right. And I'm just saying it free willy-nilly. Right. 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 And then exactly. I was like, well, I wouldn't want certain men calling. <laughs> exactly. So how exactly. where do I get off thinking I can call other men that? You know what I'm exactly. saying? So exactly. Yeah, you, you got to change the narrative. Eric. We have to change the way we view ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We have to change the way. And, and that almost, I think it ties into our relationships. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, oh, yeah. I think the way um, we go through relationships now is almost like uh, a direct result of how the, the effects of slavery, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no question. Men, we almost operate as almost like the bull. That all <laughs> our sole purpose is impregnation. You know what I'm saying? We <laughs> um, impregnating, and that's exactly. it. That's what they yeah, used to right. do for slaves. It was just like realistically, yeah. we need more slaves. They're gonna die, so we need them to reproduce. <laughs> So you take the biggest, exactly. strongest man and you just make him go mate. Teach. Teach. Just so you get more, you know, exactly. more product. Mm-hmm. I think we more glorify product. that. We glorify that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We think that as the man that got all the, you know, the holes. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, really, that's just a perpetuation of. Jim Crow, colonialism, it's, it's, it's all. Exactly. See, that's what happens is that like, you know, we don't want to deal with the reality is that we're just accustomed to doing it. You follow? It's, this is not something that we sat there and said, okay, yeah, you know, this is going to be the vocabulary and this is how we're going. No, we are just doing what we are accustomed to doing. So it's the responsibility of, especially artists like myself, to utilize my art, my talent, my intention, to now make us aware and conscious of the significance of the things that we have become accustomed to doing. You follow? And oftentimes that's the only defense against, oh, it's, it's because it's just what I've been doing. But instead of admitting that, now you gotta come up with some kind of scholarly sounding, you know, to dispute, to, 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 you know, excuse No, trust me, man. <laughs> For hundreds of years, our oppressors have been identifying our identifying us by that term. And basic psychology of the oppressed is that the oppressed will take on the beliefs and the ideas of their oppressor. And that's all we are doing. That's all we're doing. There's Franz Fanon talked about this. Paulo Ferreira talked about this. Uh, Francis Cress Wellesley talked about this. All of the brothers and sisters who delved into the psychology of oppression, explain that. All you're doing is just mirroring and reflecting what your oppressor put on you. Now you've become so accustomed to doing it, you thought, you're thinking it is, it's yours. Let me get to this. This thing about talking black and talking white. Let's deal with the reality of this. What you are calling talking black is really you are talking like an uneducated overseer. Because brother, that's where we first learned the language. We did not, we didn't learn English in a, in a classroom setting. 
We learn English by listening to the poor redneck <laughs> overseer on the horse with the shotgun or with the musket, whatever you want to you know, call it at the time, and how he was speaking. And he, of course, was not speaking English properly. So now we took that on ourselves. And so then we start talking improperly. But when we came over here speaking Igbo, Ga, uh, uh, Twi, all of the various uh, West African languages, we were speaking our language properly. You follow? So at the end of the day, now when you come down and you hear a black man talking proper English, I mean, you're talking white. No, I'm not. You're talking white, actually, <laughs> when your subjects and your verbs don't agree, when you can't articulate the, the, the proper pronunciation of the word. No, you're talking like a poor, uneducated, white slave overseer. That's where you got that from. But you done become a cuss once again, what you got to you, what you got used to. Now you want to identify it as yours. No, it isn't yours. But it's our responsibility as artists, as leaders, to bring that to the forefront. And that's what this film is about. It's not, like I said, listen, it ain't the best. It ain't the high budget um, a movie. It ain't the gangster shooter. This is a film that is there in order to elevate the consciousness of the people. That's what this movie is about. That's what's up, and I I really admire that you're 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 going against the grain, and creating a production that doesn't fit the mold of the average yeah. black movie. Like I remember Jeez. growing up watching BET, and I would get so frustrated because every movie was either <laughs> a slave movie, it was either, you know boys in the hood type movie, it was either a movie about pimps and hoes. It was. Mm, uh, it's just like, when can we get a different narrative? <laughs> like, these are the only interests that black people have. Yeah. Like, exactly. We care more exactly. about pimps and hoes. <laughs> you know I'm saying pistol whipping people, gun violence, right. all this stuff. Like, it seems like every movie that is marketed to black people. It's that same narrative. It's either this slave, slave master complex that's in the midst of the movie. It's either about gang violence. It's either about broken homes. It's either, it's always about something negative. It's always negative. Exactly. So it's almost exactly. like trying to paint the picture that black culture in of itself no. come from a derogatory nature. And that is the furthest Think from the truth, but maybe it's like what you said, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we're just so, you know what I'm saying, lost in our hub habit habits developed over the generations, and we're exactly. not, we're not, we don't have as many people like you to be bold enough to go against the grain and say, I'm gonna step out the box and exactly. I'm gonna create a different narrative. I, I don't think See. most people are bold enough to do that. Right. We need more people like you. We really, really do. Yeah, no, like, yeah. Well, see, you know, that's this is the you know this is the difference between an entertainer and an artist, right? And I'm not saying anything negative about entertainers because I, I I can do that as well, and I will do that. But to have some balance to the situation, right? We have to also provide the function of an artist, and the artist is to use his creativity in order to educate, in order to challenge, in order to make you sit and think. <laughs> you follow? And that's, 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 that, that's my background. That, that's, that's, that's what my activism was about. You follow what I'm saying? Every, everything that I've ever done was about elevating the consciousness of my community. You follow? It's hard for people to understand it or see it like that. But yeah, even when I was running up in them banks, it was to get the money so that I could deliver messages and art that I knew the mainstream, they weren't going to finance it. They weren't going to give me the money to talk about uh, <laughs> Shakespeare and Martin King and Malcolm and Farrakhan and all these revolutions. They weren't going to give me the money for that. You follow? So that's, that, that's me. That's Craig Scott, the artist and the activist. The activist who uses his art to it elevate the thinking and the minds and the you know the consciousness of the people that's what i do that's what's up and we need yeah. that because i feel like people you know i think 
you know, black people collectively have fell into a sunken place. You know what I'm saying? Mm, okay, oh, get out. Oh, yeah. Let's go in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he fell into a sunken place because you you just named a bunch of activists and it's like, where's the movies about that? You know, why, why can't we paint that narrative? Why can't we paint um, a picture about the revolutionaries and their agenda? And and what they wanted to see in their communities. Why exactly. can't we kind of take that baton that they they passed to us and carry it down the road? You know, exactly. now exactly. it's all about gun violence. Like I said, pimps and hoes, slave slave master complex. Every Teach. single black movie, there's there's always this element of that. Mm -hmm. When are we gonna have movies that? You know what I'm saying? Talking about black people wanting to go back home. You know what I'm saying? Talking about <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That, that was a major part of our tradition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Black that people. was a major part of our tradition. Yeah. You know. You know what I'm saying? More so, of that. No question. Going back to Africa in today's day and age, black people look at you crazy. You know what, crazy. what I'm saying? I talk about it all the time. I'm like. You know, sometimes I'm like, man, I feel like my wife is probably out there. I feel like mm. that's where I'm going to settle. And I really mean right. But when you right. talk right. to the Black people, they like... Yeah, because, you know, the programming. You programming. The programming. Mental conditioning. Exactly. It's Mental a hell of a thing. It's a hell yeah. of a thing. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's, you know, it, it, you know, it's destroying us. It's, it's literally destroying us, you know, uh, uh, mentally. And so once you're destroyed mentally, then you don't have a chance in any other, you know, field of endeavor. But that's the thing, too, is that, you know, we get the pimp movies, we get the gangbanger movies, because these are the films that the establishment and the powers that be are more than eager to finance. You follow? See, people run this BS about, oh, it's all about the money. It's all, no, it isn't. About it. It's not. See, one thing for certain, two things for sure, right? Uh, there was a group uh, back in the day called Public Enemy. And Public Enemy was a rap group and all of their rap songs was conscious, pro-Black, revolutionary, the whole nine yards. They didn't get any radio play. They, didn't they weren't played on MTV, not even MTV, yo MTV raps, none of that. Yet, when it was time for the rap tour to go on, with uh, uh, Queen Latifah, Not By Nature, all of the, you know, big name. That was the headline group. That was the group everybody wanted to see. So I said that to say, clearly, that was the group that produced the most money. But because the content wasn't beneficial to the power structure and the status quo, they wanted to suppress it and they didn't want it to be financed. You follow? They didn't want that to be out there. So at the end of the day, we got to check this BS about, oh, it's all about the money. No, it isn't about the money. Because if they were really into it just about pure profit, they would have financed PE. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? This group was so prolific and so profound that even to today, I did. Uh, I was looking at the um, top 10 hip hop uh, uh, billboard and their, their song, Fight the Power, is one of the top 10 on it. With no radio, no video. No. So come on, man. So it's not all about, oh, it's just about the money. If you are pushing an idea or a concept that doesn't support the idea of white supremacy, man, they don't want to finance that. They don't care how much money you can make off of, how much money they can make off of. They don't want to finance that because it's against their interests as far as being able to maintain their thing. Look at the people bucking on critical race theory being taught in school what it, what does that tell you <laughs> they don't want anything out there that confronts or, or challenges a certain narrative and so that same thing applies in the in the world of art and entertainment but we have to take as black artists we have to take the initiative and say well listen bump that this is what we're gonna have you know this is the way that we're gonna have to go and I think, you know, in addition to that, us as Black consumers, the ones that mm. are the receivers of this art and the creativity, we have to be more demanding as to what we want to see. Teach. Teach. You know, and sometimes I wonder, where do we even start with that? Because I, I try to mm. have a conversation, and most people, they're already so mentally conditioned mm. that they feel like, 
you know, why would I want to see anything like that? You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I just want to see, you know, yeah. I just want to see gang violence. You know, what no, I mean? yeah, exactly. black exactly. shows on Netflix. Most of them mm. are about, you know, drug life. Most of them are about, yep. you know, hood life. And they yeah, exactly. paint this peak picture that that's what black culture is. Exactly. But see, and that's why, this is why I, you know, as much as certain people are trying to dissuade me from it, but this is why I insist that this film gets distributed on a major uh, streaming platform to act as a counterbalance to what you will mostly see on these platforms. HBO Max, Netflix, Stars, you know, all of them things. Listen, man, no, y'all got to pick up Can a Nigga Do Shakespeare? Y'all got to uh, make that available on your streaming services. If you're going to make P-Valley, Power, uh, you know, all that other mess <laughs> available, I ain't saying there's nothing wrong with it. I watch it. You follow me? But let's balance this thing out. You follow? Because when it gets down to it, we don't see that being portrayed in the white community, in the white uh, movies. We just don't. They're going to give you CIA thrillers. Then they're going to give you the romance. Then they're going to get, and no time at all are they going to feature any poor white people. They're not going to, how many movies have they made about the whites in Appalachia? You can count on your hands. You understand? How many times do they make movies about the, the, the trailer park uh, uh, folk? Where, where, where Eminem come from? How many movies have we seen about that? You can count on your hand, but yet all they want to do is focus on our lowest classes, our you know ghetto life. Come on, man, what is that? And we got to you know we, we you know we got to step up and, and say you know listen we we don't have to continue to go along with with that. Yeah, and I, I think the first step is people stepping out of um, that sunken place, one, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Step out of your comfort zone. You know, I think, you know, people have been so mentally conditioned to the See. point where any type of revolution, you know, mm. any type of revolutionary See. thinking, it's almost like See. you said in one of the previous episodes, they feel like it's going to be a special place in hell for them. Oh, no question. You know, yeah, it's like yeah, they believe that. No why can't we paint a different narrative? Why can't we have movies about the Orishas? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, um, about that. You know, the, the pantheon, the, the uh the Orisha pantheon that, that the mysticism uh folklore that's based out of West Africa. Teach. You know exactly. I mean? Well, listen, you mm. got to understand why they don't want to do that. <laughs> it's what happened powerful. in Haiti. <laughs> it's too powerful, man. Mm. You understand? Hold up, man. We start making movies about glor them glorifying that African traditions and the African concept, man, we'll have another Haiti on our hands. Because in essence, that's what happened. The Haitians say, okay, listen, man, this Christianity thing is not working well with us rebelling against our slave owners. It's just not, it's, it's just not working. You know what I'm saying? When Paul came in with that whole thing in the scripture about, you know, serve your masters well and all that, that was a done deal. So then they started relying on their own traditional concepts and took on one of the most powerful armies at that time and defeated them. They don't want that kind of spirit floating around in America. What? <laughs> and then the thing so, is, I feel like yeah. low-key a lot of black yeah. people don't want it either. And, and well, that's the sad part. And, and I see, think this is- Now, 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 see, see, now, you, you weren't supposed to get that deep. Exactly. You know what I'm you saying? You weren't supposed like, to get that deep. Deep in my heart, uh, a lot, of, a lot yeah. of black people are very, very comfortable with the welfare mindset. They're very yeah. comfortable of being almost like a little baby that's sucking on the nipple of the white man or the white woman. And but once again, what we've become accustomed to. Yeah, obviously, I mean that in a metaphorical sense. But most <laughs> what I'm saying is like a lot of black people, they don't want to, um, what's the word for that? Um, 
unionized in a sense. They don't want to create their own system yeah. of governance. You know, exactly. Exactly. they want a space to exist in someone else's system of governance Peace. and stuff like Peace. that. You want to be a dependent. You know what I'm saying? Peace. You want to be a child that someone can claim you on their taxes. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to be an adult and I'm going to claim myself, myself. and be Do for self. Do for self. Man, listen, bro. You know, because like I said, you know, man, you now you brought this up. <laughs> I opened up a big can of worms and I know yeah. I, but I but think listen, this conversations a lot of people aren't emotionally ready to have. There's a lot of black people that come with this very, very welfare Mm. They feel like they brother. Listen, it's easier. Mm -hmm. It's easier. Let's just you know call it for what it is. It's easier. Sit back and let this other man deal with all of the difficulties, all of the calculations, all of the hard decisions that have to be made. Let him do that, and we'll just kind of you know take the benefits you know from him. Now, when we have to face the bad side of it, okay. <laughs> and this is basically what's, yeah, this is what a lot of black leadership and a lot of our people in our community have basically become accustomed to. We're just gonna ride this, you know, we're gonna ride this wolf. Some of us gonna get eaten, but you know, hey, it's, <laughs> it's better than us having to do it ourselves. And you have to understand too, this has this has a lot to do with why a lot of whites resent us because they recognize what's going on as well. Like, hold up, man, y'all want to sit back and condemn us about every evil that we've done, but yet these evils got you the the Timberland boots, the SUVs, the necklaces, the all of this stuff that y'all rocking. You understand? Bush invading Iraq bombing this that all of that was necessary so that you can bling out uh you know do what you do but then you want to condemn me for it so you know the, the, you know the, the the broader white community they see that as well and when we are truthful like we are being right now in this conversation listen man it is what it is that's what's going on you follow so they say the africans have us have, have a saying they say that the um Everyone loves the butcher's meat, but they hate his red apron. You follow me? Everybody in the tribe loves the butcher's meat, but they hate his red apron. And this is what we are doing with white America. You follow? We, I mean, listen, we, the houses, the planes, don't love it. But all of this foul stuff that you do in order to get it, we, come on, man, you can't do that. We want to, we want to complain about that. And then I read, I read about it. You know, a man that complains about his circumstances has yet to become a man. And mm. to me, I, I felt that. And I think, you know, the black community, it, it, it it's almost like they have this, this baby complex. You, you mm. see yourself as a baby. You don't see yourself as a grown man, that's why they're afraid. As yes, full-grown adults, self-governance. Because at the end of the day, yes, it's going to be hard work, but yep. somebody's got to do it. Someone's Somebody got to pave the way. Someone's got to pave the way. The wave doesn't just become paved. Somebody's got to and they got to swing it through exactly. all of the the, exactly. the bushes, you know, exactly. all of the tree trunks. Somebody got to do it so that the <laughs> man coming behind him has an easier path of walking through. And I think a lot of black people, they're, they're, they're afraid to be that leader. They're afraid to, you know, the pioneers, they just want to follow, you know, every time people ask me that about, well, you know, what do you think is, you know, what we lack in and what's the problem? So listen, brother, our biggest problem right now is fear. I mean, uh, brother, I'm seeing people, our people are afraid of things that are just, I don't get it. I, I just don't. Like, come on, man. When you consider what our forefathers went through and what they faced, I'm talking about, listen, 
Our people could leave, lose their lives just by walking down the street. If they didn't step off the curb when certain people walked, they could literally lose their lives. But, in, but even in an environment like that, they stood up, they protested, they, they rebelled. They, what in the world are y'all over there shaking about? What is it that they can do to you today that they didn't, weren't able to do to our people yesterday, but yet our people still stood up and faced whatever they had to face. Do I mean, brother, brothers is getting so petrified. So, oh, I don't want to say certain things. So I'm going to I'm gonna lose my YouTube channel. What? This is what you're afraid of. It's huh? and, and to really push on, the metaphor man. even more, they're afraid to be cut off from that nipple. You know, to feed themselves. They want to mm -hmm. sit there and be a baby that's dependent on some outside figure for nourishment. Peace. You know Peace. what I'm saying? That's why a lot of people abhor the idea of repatriation. They're going to be like, oh, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to have to figure it out. Ain't no welfare over there. But yes, you're gonna have to figure it out. That, yeah, you gotta figure out just like all every other group of human beings on this planet. And this is why, you know, until we do that, we're not going to receive the respect and the honor that we are quote unquote supposed to have. Because bro, you got to go out into this world and make those hard decisions that everybody else is making. I mean, it's easy to just kind of, how you say, you know, sit back and, oh, that wasn't right. Oh, that wasn't right. Okay, well, listen, let, show us how you're going to feed 300 million American citizens. How are you going to go and get the resources in order to do all of that it, it, without harming anybody, without lying, stealing, bombing, killing, all the stuff we did. Show us how to do it. And we don't want to step up to the plate. You understand? So listen, man, people, the people who have eyes, they see this. No, they know what's going on. Eh, come on, you know, they y'all do the little crying A and there, but then you get back to the situation because you have become very comfortable with this. The problem with this, see, of all of our subjects, history is the most rewarding of our research. This is what Malcolm X said. The problem with this is that there's a history, a very current history, with the European Jews in Europe. See, everybody wants to study the Holocaust after it kicked off, but nobody wants to do the research. Well, what were the Jews doing and what was, what was their attitude toward Europe they, prior to this? They had the same kind of attitude we have here in America. Oh, we citizens. Oh, we, we, we had the first Jewish uh, banker. We had the first Jewish uh, uh, general. We had the, they had all of that same game they played that same game with the Jews in Europe right before they did what they did to them. Now, why is it that we believe that that's not possible to happen to us? And, we, and we're rooted in that same ridiculous thinking. That's the reason why this stuff is serious because the history shows us how far this thing goes when you neglect to do what you're supposed to do, which is do for self. Do for self and don't look for external forces to feed you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that that's what um a lot of black people come with, you know. And mm -hmm. I think that's just something that we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, we're really responsible for our own destiny, our own happiness, our own growth as a people. No question. You can't sit here no and suck on the titty of the next man and expect. Hey. And expect him to see you as an equal. He's gonna as an <laughs> He's gonna see you as his son. Uh, yep, exactly. He's gonna see you. Exactly. If you want a man yeah. to respect you as a man, you have to stand yeah. as a man. And that's just because even that's interesting you say that, because even when Barack Obama was running for presidency, I'll never forget John McCain. And John McCain was no Trump. So, you know, don't you can't be oh, he was just a uh, you know, and he said that he said. Barack Obama is naive. Now, he may not have been referring to him personally, 
but he's talking about the people that he represents. That's what he's really making reference to. Well, you know, he comes from a very naive people, people who are not really uh, schooled in the harsh realities of governing. You follow? And that's what, what you basically are making, you know, making a reference to is that we don't want to deal with those, with, that, with those hard decisions. That's what I call them. Just call them hard decisions, hard political decisions, hard economic decisions, hard military decisions that have to be made in order to secure the resources for your people. And until you step up to that responsibility, man, listen, they, yeah, they're supposed to be something. And they're going to continue, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. We have to um, take accountability for our own circumstances. We have to... Um, I don't know. You, you you got to <laughs> grow up in a sense. <laughs> oh man, that reminds me of the old Toys R Us commercial. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> you want to be a kid forever. That's, that's our mentality, forever bro. Be a dependent. How is everybody as an equal? You know, you have to stand on your own. Nobody wants to um go about organizing you know where are like a lot of the times we complain about misrepresentation in media mm. but where are mm. the, black create, the black creatives to fill that void you know yeah. where is the black yeah. where is yeah. you know the 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 black cartoons and stuff like that you know what i'm saying yeah. hey listen oh, man yeah. now this is the thing brother we're out here because that, that, that you mentioned this thing about the black animation. There's this thing called uh, Black Sands. Um, this, uh, uh, um, I, I, I don't know the name of the brothers that are, that are doing it, but they've got some I mean, beautiful artwork, beautiful positive images about our ancient culture in Africa and things of this sort. So we're out here, right? But what you are doing, and this is why I gotta thank you a hundred million times. What you are doing, uh, is, is, is what has to be done. The brothers and sisters that already have some kind of access to audiences, bro, y'all got to, y'all got to, y'all got to present us. Y'all got to put us out there. Y'all got to give us those platforms so that we can show our community that, hey, man, we exist. Brothers and sisters that want to put forth a positive image in, 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 in educational uh, 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 forms of even entertainment, we're out here, but you brothers and sisters that have access to radio, TV, well, brother, y'all got to give us the platform, man. Y'all can't just be giving it to brothers that don't really need it. <laughs> Come on, Nori. You know what I mean? Where's the drink champ for, for the unknown brother that's nobody know him, but you know he's doing something positive. Come on up here. We're going to do the drink champ with you. Come on, man. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta stop that. Y'all gotta understand, man. Once you get in a certain position, yeah, bring the brother up that they nobody know, but you know he's doing or she is doing something positive. But they just need the exposure. Yeah. And brother, you are doing that. You hear me? You you are doing that. And I'm not gonna forget that. The people that didn't help me, man, I'm gonna forget them like they ain't even exist. You follow what I'm saying? <laughs> But the people who did help me and even the ones who wanted to, I am going to remember that. Ain't no question. But that's what it takes. We, we appreciate that. And that is what it takes. You know what I'm saying? And I think us as a community, we have to be more willing to step out of our comfort zone. I think we're, we're a people that's way too bent on convenience. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When I talk about that, I, I actually go beyond black people. I think it's just people of this today's day and age, or maybe people of the West, I don't know. Mm. But I think we're we're way too bent on convenience. We don't want to go out mm. to do Man. anything. Let's never remind me of that. Uh, uh, this is this was back when I was um, uh, going to school in Boston University. There was this little convenience store around our way. And it used to stay up, stay open 24-7, but the prices were crazy high. So we complaining too them. So the owners of it, they were uh, Korean people. And I'll never forget what this Korean woman said, because we complaining about the cost. She said, you pay for convenience. You pay for convenience. 
And that stuck with me, man, because I understood the ramification of that and, and how deep that really mean, what that means. And you're not just talking about money. You follow what I'm saying? <laughs> you're going to be paying with a whole lot of things just for convenience. And that's why when you, when you, when you, when you made that you know, statement or used that phrase, man, it brought that right back to my mind. And, she, and she's absolutely correct. Yeah. We don't want to go yeah. out of our He's way still paying. Um, to, to talk about what we need to do better as people. We rather just complain about, you know, the lack of treatment that we're getting. You know, <laughs> another man to treat you like yeah. your own. You know what I'm saying? I mm, can't go to Russia and, and I can't go to Russia and expect it to be treated like all of the other Russians. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, who's this guy? Who's this African guy? Yeah, who's this guy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They may respect yeah. me. I'm not gonna say it just because I'm in Russia, they're gonna disrespect me because I'm black. Right. But I can't expect right. to walk up to Russia. Hey, listen, they, they demonstrated that in uh, Ukraine with the train situation. But be, because of your black skin, we can clearly identify that. Oh, no, you're not a Ukraine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So listen, we got to make sure the train filled with our people first and what's left over. Yeah, we can. And that's just it. You know what I'm saying? We have to think more about Black nationalism. And mm. Black nationalism yeah. is not a threat to any other race. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just an acknowledgement that, you know what I'm saying? If you're Black, you have a home somewhere. There's a place in the world mm. where you come first. Because at the end yeah. of the day, no matter how you spin it, every country identifies with a certain race. Um, and whatever that true. race is, those people are going to be first class citizens first. and everybody yeah. else is going to have to fall in line behind them. <laughs> Let's be real. In China, Asian yeah. people come first. <laughs> Let's be real. In France, and you can't white people them come that, first. Right? White yeah, people come first in France. Let, let's yeah. just be honest. In Nigeria, black yeah. people come first. <laughs> black people come first. It's Nigeria. Yeah. This where yeah. you are. Exactly. It is not where you from. It's from. It is where you are. <laughs> so let's be real. America, who comes first? Whose country is it? Hey. This is yeah, a question. Boy, boy, are apprehensive. Boy, this white man's army, boy, yeah. They let you know. But let's That's be honest. When you, when you say, when, you, when someone says, I'm an American, what race do you automatically associate with? That would give Listen, you they got upset with, um, they got upset with uh, Mitch McConnell when he made that distinction. But see, Mitch McConnell is, is an attorney. So he's, he, you know, he understood what he was saying when he made a distinction between Blacks and Americans. Because at the end of the day, listen, the definition for Americans was always Europeans who came here and the natives who were already here. <laughs> now, you Not even them, you know what I'm saying? The I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? But if, just using that dictionary, mm. you follow what I'm saying? That, you know, those were the two Americans. <laughs> We, we're, you know, we're trying to wiggle our way into the situation and get offended when someone kind of throws it in your face. Well, no, you was never identified as, you follow? You was never a part of the Cool Kids Club. You know you what I'm saying? Listen, oh, cool. listen, I got to bring this up before, before we go. Um, in the light of the um, confirmation of the sister, what's her name? Ta, uh, Tajani, Ta, Ta, Tanji? Jackson, Tanji Brown, oh, Jackson, oh, I think that's Tanji Jackson Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but there you go. There you go. Tanji Jackson Brown, first black woman uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice. Uh, Kamala Harris, first black woman vice president. Barack Obama, first black president. What do they all have in common? Uh, some type of mixed race, some type of... Um... White None of their parents are African American. True. Think about true, it. True, true, true. None her, of their people, parents. Her, her people are none American. of their parents mm. are African American. 
That says a lot. Listen, man. It, listen. So when Mitch McConnell is saying what he's saying, there's a reason for him saying this stuff. See, when you when you see the thing, three things, that's a pattern. That ain't no coincidence. <laughs> see, so we got to go back to Harry Reid when he made his statement about Barack Obama on the hot mic when he didn't think anybody was listening about why he was willing or able to back him because he doesn't descend from any black Americans. Oh, why? Well, you know, that's, that's a subject for another time. You follow what I'm saying? But there's a reason for all of that stuff, man. Hey, listen, before we get out, we got to talk about these sisters, man. We were supposed to be talking Oh, about my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, it's so hard to get these, do these type of conversations in just an yeah. hour's time. Yeah. <laughs> got to get Craig Scott back on the show. We was about yeah. to... You know what I'm saying? Really show love to ladies. We're about to, you know, talk about how much women need to be appreciated. Appreciated. Yeah, we're yeah. Talking about, you know, NIT. You got, you, you got on that white woman's titty and you couldn't get off. <laughs> you couldn't get off. No, but I appreciate you, though, because these conversations we need to have. Black people yeah, need definitely. to um, look themselves in the mirror and say, how can I be respected by another man? If I'm looking to live off mm. him, mm. See. you need See. you you black people need to be on the agenda of black nationalism, and someone's gonna see that yeah. as someone's gonna try to smear it as black supremacy and all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. There are black supremacists out there, and they're their own mm. little cult. But right. what I'm talking about is black nationalism, where you're saying I want to govern myself. Please. I want to make my own rules for my community. Peace. I don't. Kuji Jakulia, self determination. Yeah. Kuji Jakulia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to all of my Kwanzi, my Kwanzi. Yeah. <laughs> if you know all the seven days of Kwanzi, you're a real one. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know he was going to break out with that Kuji Chagulia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, man, listen, I'm not making this up, bro. This is this is my life. You follow what I'm saying? That was my whole brother. I didn't rock with all of the all of the top people, man. The nation of Islam, the uh Republic of New Africa, the BLA. Listen, man, this is what I do. You follow what I'm saying? And 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 so you know. <laughs> I ain't even gotta think about it. Because I live and you know, the last plug. Can a nigga do Shakespeare? That is going to talk about all of that. It's going to bring all of that. Yes. And we're going to talk much more about his film. We're going to talk about the appreciation of women. We're going to talk about, um, you know, what is the first step we need to take as far as, um, you know, Black nationalism? You know what I'm saying? Mm. I really want to talk to Craig Scott about these things because I'm sure, you know what I'm saying? He's much older than me. He's been <laughs> on the earth much longer. So I know he got more, a lot of insight as to, you know, yeah. move as black nationalists, especially with his background in, um, you know what I'm saying, dealing with a lot of these um, <laughs> black liberation groups, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's had a lot of them, so we gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about, you know what I'm saying, what do we need to do to love each other better? You know what I'm saying? What do we got to get rid of this psychological crabs in the barrel mentality that we come with? We can't see black men can't see other black men as threats. You really should threats. See as um, you brother. my I'm hey, a, listen real quick. Uh, I, I tell brothers this all the time. Why y'all think the so-called homosexuals is doing much better than the heterosexuals? Because when they see other men, they don't see threats. They see potential lovers. <laughs> yeah. Think think about that. That's think about true. that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And black men need to love each other, not necessarily in that way, but yeah. you, you don't need to see other black men as a threat. And I myself need that. to be better with that. You know what I'm see. saying? I can't even lie. You know what I'm see. saying? I gotta I gotta see other black men in a better light. I gotta see black women in a better light. And um see. we definitely need to get off of this dependent mentality where we want to sit around and complain about our misrepresentation, our <laughs> mistreatment, instead of saying, you know what? I want to represent myself. I want to treat myself. 
I want to govern myself. I want to be independent and stand on my own two feet. Get trying to suck on people's titty mentality. Let go of that. Cut the umbilical cord. Teach. Grow up. up. And I I wish I had another two hours just to sit here and follow this with Craig Scott. When we come back, we definitely got to talk more about the film. We definitely got to talk about, you know what I'm saying, the appreciation for women. And I want to talk, I want to lay like the ground rule. I probably won't even do that on camera because we can't even, we can't even put the name out. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to get Scott and we're going to create the blueprint. Like what we need to do to nationalize the United States of Africa. Okay, are you going there? We can't we can't get that on we can't get that on we gotta do a private zoom for that. You know <laughs> yeah, get the brothers and sisters together on that one. Yeah. Yes, yes, we need to. But Craig Scott, I really, really appreciate you. You know what I'm man, saying? Love brother, I appreciate you, man. Uh, and and believe me, man, I keep my word. You understand? I'm not going to forget you. I'm not going to forget what you've done with your platform for us. Uh, 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 my my partner, executive producer of Can a Nigga Do Shakespeare, Tim uh, McCain, shout out, uh, to, uh, shout out to uh, with him. He's not going to forget my uh, director of photography, um, uh, uh, Tamani Johnson. We're not going to forget, brother. Not at all. And we're not going to forget either because I appreciate you really changing the narrative as to what black art is. You know what I'm saying? It's mm. so many times I used to get so frustrated because I used to love BET. I used to love like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's a it's a channel for black people. You know, yeah, yeah. And then you find out the back end, you realize they ain't even owned by a black person. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, y'all yeah, don't put a fast game, I thought this was black entertainment television. I mean, it started, oh, you know, it started out that way, but it was always in the contract that, <laughs> boy, you're going to eventually have to turn this back over to me. You understand? Oh, my but, God. Uh, frustrating. You know I mean? But, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm just thankful that you're out there going against the grain. You know what I'm saying? I, I commend people with that level of courage going against the grain and saying, you know, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do to uplift my community. And this is the messages I'm going to put to young people to show that, yo, you're more than just a nigga. You know, see see yourself as a king. See yourself as royalty, not in the sense that you're better than anyone else. Just understand that you were put on the earth for some divine purpose. Exactly. You're not here just to just to work and die. Create, you're meant to innovate, you're meant to inspire, you're meant to um, captivate the minds of everybody around you. So don't- And you're you're meant to leave a foundation that will make human life possible. Because as you see, if if, if you don't, you could, you know, cause it to go the whole other direction. You follow? That's a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? I really wish I, I could go all the way till midnight with Craig Scott. We got to lay yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, I'm we just skipping the service, baby. We just skipping the service. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? But I got to get yeah. Scott back on the show. We got to talk about, you know, Black nationalism, um, the, 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 the appreciation that Black men have for their women, um, how that needs to be pushed more to the forefront. We need to appreciate our women more. And um, what we need to do as a community to really lay that foundation and pave the way for our future generation and not sitting back and waiting for someone else to pave a way for us, you know? So that's 100%, man. So Craig Scott, man, I appreciate you so much. Man, brother, I appreciate you. DJ Mellow. Yeah, DJ Mello on the ones and twos. Yeah. I'm interviewing Craig Scott again. We're going to have him back because we've got to talk about more details of the film. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What he plans on doing with the film, how he plans yeah. on changing people. Hey, you know what? Um, uh, next time we come on, uh, I, I, I don't know if you could play it for your radio uh, audience, but I definitely want to be able to give you a you know clip 
so you know you can share you know share with your uh viewers so they can get this you know i want to make sure you get the exclusive man because nobody else got it yeah. nobody else got yeah. it Most, yeah. we need them exclusives you know yeah. we need everything and then trust Peace. me bro i'm gonna hit you yeah. up with a private zoom we're gonna lay out that blueprint Peace. Peace. yeah that's it. You know what I'm saying? But yo, yeah. until next time, bro. Craig Scott, thank you so much for your time. We definitely thank you. Back. There's so many more things to talk about. So much. Hour just flew by. It's I'll be thinking an hour is long enough for these conversations. Yeah, right. No, never. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, we appreciate you, boss man. You stay safe, yeah. and most importantly, yeah. you stay groovy and you have a good night. All right. Yes, sir. Peace. <laughs>